0: Well, hello and welcome to Are We There Yet? Market Scales online video podcast series uh, that focuses on transportation and mobility and some of the most exciting things happening in every industry within transportation and mobility I'm really excited for today's episode. There's a lot that's happening today in the world of aviation, and an organization that really is central to everything that's happening within the industry is the Federal Aviation Administration. And so, here today from the FAA, I'm really excited to speak with Alex Munoz, who serves as a frontline manager within the FAA's Aviation Safety Division within their Flight Standards District office. Alex, hello and welcome to Are We There Yet?
1: Hey, good afternoon, Grant. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I, I've really uh, been looking forward to this conversation, Alex, since you and I connected uh, a couple of months ago and I've just really enjoyed some of our conversations. And as I shared with you, we ought to just jump on the podcast and and, and have this conversation and just allow the audience to benefit. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to speak today. and. I would love to to hear from you from the FAA uh, directly. Um, we're we're all very familiar with the FAA, and especially those that, that work and are familiar with things that are happening within aviation. But I know that our, our a lot of our audience isn't as familiar uh, with really how the FAA supports the industry. And so, if you don't mind, Alex, I, I would love to hear uh, directly from you um, a little bit more about what exactly it is that the FAA does, and um, you know, even a, a little bit more about kind of the essence and the major objectives of the FAA within support of the industry. Do you mind sharing uh, some with us?
1: Yeah, so look, all in all, the most important thing that you gotta keep in mind when it comes to the our mission, right, is to provide the most safest and, and most reliable aerospace system in the world. And here in the United States, uh, we refer to it as the NAS, uh, the National Aerospace System. And uh, we work with all all um, all areas of aviation backgrounds, meaning it could be a 121 air carrier, it could be 145 repair station to uh, a small little mom mom and pop shop, or even a crop duster. We everything that that's that's governed and controlled in the aerospace by the Federal Aviation Administration. We have the responsibility, and we have a mission to to hold people accountable, to hold people to uh, to this to a higher standard. Right. So there is a collaboration between us, the manufacturers, for example, Boeing, Boeing is one of the, one of the leading manufacturers in the world. And um, as everybody knows, you know, we had that, you know, that investigation regarding the uh, 737-800 MAX. Right. Um, So, you know, that was, that was one of those things that a lot of, a lot of a lot of issues came in, and um, you know we we came back to the manufacturer, work with them collaboratively, and, and we were able to isolate the risk. We were able to work together with them, and in order to provide us, you know, a safe a safe product, right? Um, you know, so all in all, you know, the the essence of what we do it's 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 always going to be that. Uh, educational that approach of us working with the certificate holders out there and making sure that they're doing what they're they're telling us they're going to do. So, for example, if I go to a an airline and I'm going to perform a so simple inspection of the aircraft, they have to have certain processes and procedures, and then I'll, all I'm going to do is make sure that it's been held by to that standard, right? Um, and it, and it ties to. The regulatory uh, uh requirements um so you know we you know we are trying to really w- educate ourselves to a fast-moving target meaning the industry the industry is evolving every single day and the faa it's 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 in a, in a verge of always in that catch-up game to where We are working with the industry, but the industry, it seems like they are just a little bit forward, a little bit faster than us. Um, But when when it comes to uh, implementing new processes, new procedures, new approaches, those are the kind of things that we are trying to make sure that we have the best interest and it's always going to be about the flying public.
0: Very good, very good. I love that the the focus on the, the the flying public, I think, is so important and and safety. And I think we uh, we all benefit and and should very much appreciate the work that the organization does and just ensuring that that the skies are are safe. And I can only imagine, um, you know, how, how fast moving uh, that it is within the industry and uh, within your uh, organization's support of the industry. Just just new technologies available every day, and uh, just so much happening in the world of aviation. And so um, certainly. When to compliment you and the organization on keeping up with all of that and just ensuring that no matter where the technology uh, evolves uh, that you continue to really focus on on the safety of the general public as you mentioned so really really great to to hear that I know that, that you're so passionate about your work within uh, the Federal Aviation Administration. And, and that's it's just very clear when talking with you since meeting how passionate you are about that focus uh, upon safety. And uh, if you don't mind, would would love to share some of that with our audience and learn a little bit more of your story and how you joined uh, the organization. Do you mind sharing that a little bit with, with me in the audience?
1: Yep, of course. Um, look, you know, it's um, it really started um it it came something from something negative and it was something personal and i remember i was 16 years old um my dad had left us Uh, you know i'm 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 the older brother of four and um one day he picked up and left and i was with the responsibility of three younger brothers and i'm like what am i going to do so one of the things that I, i i remember it was the summer I was only 16 and I'm like, man, what am I going to do? So somebody said, Hey, you know what? There's an opportunity in, in, in Miami International Airport. Um, you're going to start as a helper. And I'm like, I don't know anything about airplanes. And, um, I fell in love with it. Like the moment I got there, I, I said to myself, you know what? Um, there's something about this magic. There's something about this environment that this is higher than me. And then I said to myself, okay, then you know what? Then you need to get started on the basic. Mm-hmm. And I started little by little becoming a, a mechanic helper. Then I became a mechanic. Then little by little, I started learning more from you know the older folks and the people that had more experience. And I said to myself, you know what? I think that this is something that I'm I'm willing to give the opportunity, and I'm willing to learn, and and just be have an open mind. Um, but there was one thing that always kept me sort of like in that um. Uh, I guess in the, those obstacles, right? When you when you're starting a new a new profession, and it was always the thing of oh you're too young, or oh, you're from Latin America, you are Hispanic, um, you are from Colombia. So you know, back in that time frame, there was a lot of just turbulence when it comes to um, you know people from Colombia, because everybody, as everybody knows, you know people from South America, they always relate us to. Pablo Escobar, or something mm-hmm. negative, or drugs, and anything like that. Mm-hmm. So the opportunities, they seem so, so far away. My horizons, they didn't have clarity. Yeah. Um, so at an early age, I said to myself, Block the noise, Hmm. block the noise and focus on on providing yourself some kind of north, some kind of, you know, vision. You got to have a vision. And um, I started just developing that mindset, right, to to say, you know what, let's overcome those those challenges. Well, as time passes by at 18, I remember that I woke up one day and I said to myself, you know what, forget the noise. I'm just going to walk up to the FAA. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm ready to take my mechanic's license and I'm here. I, I had a uh, somebody let me borrow a old um, suit, I remember. And I put it on and I went and I knocked on the door. And I remember there was two doors. And and every single time you will pass one door, they had to buzz you in. So like when you're, when you're, when when you see in the movies with jails, right? And, and I walked in and I says, ma'am, you know, I, um, I'm here. My name is Alex Munoz. I've been in aviation for three years. I meet the requirements. Bring me the top three inspectors that can test me. I'm ready for my test. Wow. And then the lady was like, okay, um, that's (laughs) never been done. And I've been here for 15 years. And I says, okay, well then I'm ready. Well, Turns out that the, the three inspectors came in, like just like she said, and they tested me. And they were like, kid, you, you got some guts. And I said, just test me. I really want to push myself. And I really want to just prove to myself that this can be done. And they were like, okay. So they started the process. I got a 92%, not bad. Wow. And um, they said, we're going to sign you off to get your mechanics license. And then right there and then when they were signing, I remember... Just going back on the negativity and the people telling me I couldn't do it, and then I said to myself, you know, um, is there something else that you'd like, you know, for for us to provide you? And I said, yes. There's one thing. If I don't, if you don't mind, I would like to see the door which you just came in from. And the, and the, the inspector said, why is that? And I said, because one day I will cross that door. I will come to this door and I will join the FA. That will be my mission. That will be my objective. And he said, "Man, you know, man, I, give me your name. I'm I'm gonna always remember this." So I looked inside and I started looking at all these people and people from, you know, from American Airlines and and people from all over. And I'm, this is where I'm gonna be. Long story short, I mean, long story short. Fast forward, I started working as a line uh, line maintenance mechanic for UPS. I travel all the United, all over the United States. I kept my focus. I remember going through freezing weather in Chicago and going through, you know, all to those, all that process. Always reminded me, you have to pay your dues. You gotta keep learning, keep the objective, make sure that you're in that preparation stage, and then finally, when um. A phone call came in and um, I just decided to go ahead and said, you know what? The opportunity came to work for the Department of Defense. Okay. Somebody had recommended me. I had no idea who it was when it turned out to be one of my, one of my mentors. Um, he saw something in me and he says, Hey, you know what? Give the government something. And I was supposed to be working for the Department of Defense for one year. I ended up working for them six years. And the story just evolved and evolved. And I came back to Miami. Um, and then all of a sudden, one day, I decided to open my own consulting company. And I used to bring my customers to the same office I'm working. And one day I met the director of the of the of the FAA and he says, Hey, have you ever wanted to work with us? And I said, Sir, that is my dream. That is the the dream of dreams. That's where I'm going to be. And he says, okay, well, then apply. Let's see what happens. And let me tell you, the day that I applied, I just didn't think that they were going to give me the opportunity. Why? Because I was like, well, am I missing something? Is it too much? Is it too later? Because I I worked for the government before, but I just didn't know how it was within the FA. And then finally, I got the phone call the 23rd of December, 10 years ago. That was my Christmas gift. (laughs) And that's when this my new life came in. And then um, man, the story in the FAA has been a huge adventure. Jumping in from a rookie to an instructor at a year's time, to where I became a principal in less than two years. Then I, I became a principal with an assistant within three years, and then all of a sudden, now ten years, ten months ago, I um I got promoted as a frontline manager.
0: Wow, what an incredible story, incredible journey uh, leading up to to your involvement uh, and work with the FAA and and what an incredible journey the last ten years it sounds like it's been. And what an amazing lesson, I think, for audience members uh, out there to really take. Uh, I just got to 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 go back uh, to to when you were feeling confident in your ability and and ready to take that exam and and to get your certification and just to walk in. To the front door of the FAA, uh, like that, um, with your suit on uh, and a very optimistic, positive attitude, and just let them know that that you're ready and uh, you'd like to speak with the the, the three instructors um, to to take that exam. Uh, that, that's an incredible. That that's a powerful story, and I think uh, just just such a great example for for everyone out there. And um, really appreciate you sharing that, and encourage audience members out there too to take that that same uh, level of motivation and positivity into whatever they they might be doing so I I really appreciate uh, you sharing that with the audience
1: and and I'll tell you I'll tell you something else look you know uh, when I when I share this story with kids and and I I do a lot of outreach for middle schools uh, you know and I do elementary and high schools and all that and even universities here in South Florida one of the main things I always tell them is what's the worst they can say no so if you don't if that door doesn't open go to the next one and 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 the kids and, and then people's mentality starts changing. It's all about that mindset to where you can flip negativity to positive. I I mean, yeah, my dad left me, but I wasn't gonna sit in my room and say, wah, 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 I'm done. I'm gonna be thrown out in the street. And I said to myself, no, I, I have a deeper responsibility. There was a calling, right? And all of us have that. And then my responsibility now that I'm in this stage is to Provide the same confidence. Provide those tools. That 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 approach to where other people are so fearful of the FAA. Look, I've I've approached companies to where the owners, I mean, they're just shaking their hands, and then I come in and I said, I put my pants on the same way you do. Mm-hmm. Let's talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's have that. Let's change the culture. Yeah. The FAA, it's not the big bad old wolf that we're just there just to go ahead and uh, uh, be there to go ahead and whenever you make a mistake, we are there to give you a sanction or a violation. That's not who we are. We're high level professionals that we have an oath. We took an oath to the public. We took an oath to provide that higher level of safety, higher level of education. And I think that it really starts with that mindset of changing people's perspective, but it's done by education. It's how you approach things, right? It's not, it's not. Getting to one place to the others, how you get there? How is that journey? How can we get how can we relate to each other to where we have the common the, the common goal and, and and the way I've always approached my, my previous certificate holders was, I know you need to make money. you have all these employees that have families and you need to provide all those resources to them. Let's elevate them for them. Let's ensure that their future, the product that you're putting out for the flight in public is at the highest level and then when you when you when you get to that level what's the what's the thing you never want to do become complacent you know what i mean got to be cons- you got to apply consistency critical thinking interdependence and those are the kind of things that we are trying to uh, uh um um broadcast to the to the flying public so they can work together with us and be able to you know to uh, achieve those, those those objectives
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. Well, mission accomplished. You're you're broadcasting that, uh, and, and you're broadcasting <laughs> that today, uh, absolutely. And I know that the organization, the FAA, uh, is is as well, and are lucky to have you. And I know a lot of your team members um, that that have that same level of passion. And so it's it's clear to see that you know within our conversation today, you, you touched on you know some some very important uh, objectives, and and one thing that that you've shared with me um, since meeting. Uh, is this concept of of VPE, as I understand uh, it, visualize, uh, prepare, execute. And I know that that's a a very important uh, concept uh, within your mission and work with the FAA. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about VPE?
1: Yes. So this started a long time ago, and I told you exactly when it started. Remember the story when I told you that I I met those three inspectors Mm -hmm. and I saw the door? Yes. Fast forward um, 20-something years, and when I started the first day, on the job, I opened the door of the FAA here in Miramar, Florida, and you will never guess who was going up the stairs. One of the inspectors that signed me off when I was 18 years old. Wow. And he remembered me. And he said, You're the BPE kid. And I said, You still remember that. <laughs> so, so so throughout the years, the BPE was always a method for me to flip that negativity that I was always, you know, encountered in my environment mm-hmm. in aviation to where I always, I, I always try to visualize and broadcast that energy to people to say, just overcome those fears. Mm-hmm. Visualize where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Then the next phase is going to be prepared. You need to study. You need to go to school. You need to make sure that you pay your dues. Make sure that you will understand what that preparation stage for you. What is it going to be? What is it that it's going to entail? And. Then one of the, the the key things that you know that ensures that process is the execution part. When you execute, when you go to an interview, you know most people have a fear of interviews, and and I think that that for me that has always been fun. That has always been a rush. That has always been something to where okay, well then that's exactly how I'm going to make sure that the visualization, the preparation, and now now that I have the opportunity to execute. What is it that I'm about? What is it that I already have everything ready to for me to go ahead and get to the next level? And that has always been consistent in throughout my career, my personal life. You ask my son, my son is 10 years old. He's a top mathematician. And he always tells his teacher, I know when to follow, but I also know when to lead. And he will tell you that. And he would he has that mindset, he has that bug inside. And and I always tell him, always humble, always smart. OK, and and, 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 and and, you know, and, and trying to 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 tell a kid, a 10 year old kid that wants to just play video games and stuff. And for him to understand that that is part of the process. Imagine when he turns 18, when he inspire other kids. Now that is powerful. That's when the BPE just completely explodes. And then you can see the greatness in people. You can see the greatness in people at any level. I mean, Grant, if I can ask you how long you've been doing this.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah. So in the, the media world, the podcast world, have been doing it a, a few years now. Uh-huh. Um, and, and like you, a, it is something that, uh, that I'm very passionate uh, about. And so I, I enjoy these types of conversations. This is about the most fun um, that I can think of in my professional life. But yeah, I've been, been doing this for a few years now uh, in, in terms of media and podcast.
1: What you just said to me, it's so incredibly powerful that, that, that you know, you've been doing it for so long. And this is so, there was a word that you said, the passion. When you have passion for something, every time you do it, you get better at it, and you look back and you said, "Oh man, that podcast was better than the last one. I can't wait until the next one." It's not like you're, you wake up in the morning and you're like, "Oh man, you know what? Now I have to go do this again." Man, you know what? I took an when I took an oath, and I remember that that I uh, you know that I went to the FAA, I was all suited up, and I'm I'm here you know swearing in and taking the oath, and 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 every time I I close. My eyes and I open them and I go to the office and I'm scanning myself. I stop sometimes and I said, today's gonna to be a better day, a more effective day. I'm gonna give it 200 percent because I love what I do. I fell in love with the with the with the mindset of getting there. But now that I'm there, where do I go next? The BPE process never stops.
0: Yep, absolutely. It doesn't ever stop. No, very, very much so. And I think that's a great way to categorize it because I'm, I'm a believer in that too. I, I was certainly thinking uh, about our conversation when I woke up this morning and when I was. Driving into uh, to the studio, I, I certainly was kind of visualizing and imagining how this conversation might go, and I think that's powerful. And I love how you really categorize that into kind of the visualize, prepare, and execute. So I think something that uh, that I certainly you know will will take with me. And I really really appreciate you sharing that. And 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 you did it. You you visualized walking into the FAA. You prepared for that, and uh, full circle to where you are today. Uh, you certainly visualized it, prepared for it, and executed it, and and are doing it today and i think like like you uh in terms of what i do it certainly doesn't feel like work it's an extension of who i am in my personal life and i think that's that's when you know you're on to something and and in the right place for sure
1: no and looking i'll share this with you you know um uh, about two three weeks ago um i got i got a phone going i think i mentioned this to you but uh there was a there was a kid you know he was i think he was like 19 20 when i met him and and this is when i was an inspector and uh i went to the shop one day and he, he looked down and he says And he was shaking. And I was like, why are you shaking? Oh, man, I'm talking to the highest level of aviation, the federal government. And I'm like, I'm still Alex. How can I help you? And he says, man, you know, it's just that my dream is always to become an inspector. I'm just right now uh, a mechanic. But, you know, I was like, okay, let's start with the basics. Let's Let's prepare yourself with this concept. And I says, let's write it down visualize you're going to become an inspector, but you're not going to stop there. You're going to prepare. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And I'm going to give you all the resources and all the tools that are within my reach and use, and use them effectively, right? When you start putting that, that um, 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 how would you say, when you start cultivating a leader, one of the greatest things, you don't want to overshadow his greatness. There's a light within all of us. And, and you want to be able to make that shine even though he he doesn't see it that person he or she doesn't see it in the moment because it's because of fear fear overcomes those, 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 obstacles. Right. And, uh, the kid was like, Oh my God, this is so great. You know, you've inspired me, you know, you always take the time you have a, such a way to, to just talk to people. And, 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 you know, it's not like what people think of the FAA. And that's when you start changing that culture, you start seeing the changes, right? Um, well, he made the call and he said, Hey, you know, I wanted to, um, I wanted to share something with you. Uh, remember about three years ago when you provided that BPE concept and you started giving me all this, you know, all this support and you started believing in me and you told me to go ahead and do what I needed to do? Well, today I just I just came home. I graduated um, from the University of embry Uh I have my bachelor's degree. And guess what? I'm no longer an inspector. I am now manager of quality assurance. Now I'm the director of operations for one of the biggest MROs in the United States. And I said, I owe this to you. And I said, no, you don't. Now you see the light in you. And that's exactly what your listeners are, are right now are just hopefully one can grasp the concept of what we're trying to, you know, portray to them. This is the fact that there's something within all of us that at, at some point you have to give it flight. You have to give it that just that that power so that it could explode. And you're going to see that there's endless opportunities out there. I mean, we're living in 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 really challenging times, but nothing prohibits you from making greatness. We all have it. Look at you! You're you're an incredible success story, and and I'll tell you one thing: um, just on the tone of your voice, you can just tell you know that it there's far more passion than what you think you have, Grant. And I really wanted to congratulate you for that.
0: I appreciate that. That that's very kind of you. Well, I I certainly am passionate about it, and and really for me, it, it's it's a passion for individuals like you because I, I find individuals like you very motivating, very inspirational. I enjoy these types of conversations. I've already you know certainly myself benefited uh, from you know getting to know you in some of our conversations uh, and uh, but you know I, I want to share that I, I want to share that with the world and I want to share that with the audience and so um, just uh, it's it's a pleasure you know for me to do it so really appreciate oh no that. yeah
1: of course and and look, you know when you have when you have that you know that mindset and you and you try to you know to um uh, that courage. That, that, that's another thing you know you have to have a level of courage in order for you to really help people and tell them, hey, you know what okay so why did we fail Get up let's get up, let's walk together let's analyze why we fell you know and, 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 and that's that's done through another another thing that we do within the FAA, which is risk analysis. you know it's not just because something failed you know what I mean let's analyze what was it that failed was it mechanical? Was it environment, was it human, and let's let's see let's see if we can put something in place as a team, right? To work as a team, and let's see if what we're going to put in place mitigates that risk, right? And then let's be, revisit this same issue three months from now, and let's see if, if 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 the process is still working. Let's see if if the quality the quality assurance system or, or the machine I call it the machine the machine hasn't had any more hiccups. If it if it hasn't then we made it we made it, to get it we mitigated the risk effectively and when we, when you when you try to do that with let's say 20 something certificates you're talking about from a repair station or flight school an airline that has 20 something airplanes and you're trying to monitor every single program there's certain things that are going to be uh, missed but that's when the the company comes in, audits themselves, and making sure that they're always monitoring their operations. And they say, you know what, we have the 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 trust that we can talk to the FAA and say, hey, you know what, we made a mistake. We have a, we made a mistake. We want to be upfront. We want to be able to work with the FAA and say, hey, you know what, we were able to isolate the issue. Here's, here's what happened. We, we did a thorough investigation. We controlled it. It's, and we, we hope that we can work with you so it won't happen again. And that's really the result that we want. We want the, the certificate holders out there to just keep an open, open mind that instead of hiding it, it's just better to work with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very much so. You you mentioned something uh as as we've been talking today that that I find interesting. Um uh your support of of the aviation industry is is certainly with organizations, leaders like Boeing uh for example. And so it, it's really a lot. I mean from commercial aviation to crop dusters uh as as you mentioned to you know drones uh, over the past few years and so i think when when you think of aviation it includes so many different facets and and areas uh within the industry and so there's been, as you've shared, a lot of changes in the industry, uh, a lot of new types of aircraft that are out there. And so, you know, I'm just curious um, about your take on some of these changes, um, some of the interaction of the FAA with with the stakeholders. Um, you, you mind commenting on on that? I'd love to get some of your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. So, for example, you know, when we talk about Boeing, when you talk about um, engine um, manufacturers like uh, CFM International or, um, um, let's see, uh, Rolls-Royce, right? Um, One of the greatest things is to have that um, approach with these manufacturers in that close relationship to where they bring us in and we're, we're, we're able to have the responsibility and also the privilege to come in and say, wow, okay, well, you know what? Thank you for teaching us and educating us so we can be on top of the game. You know what I mean? That educational part of it, it's actually has been a true success for us because we're able to be on that same level, that same level of advancement. Uh, and I think that the FAA also has opened the doors to manufacturers going from, like you said, uh, uh, an experimental aircraft that somebody just did it in their backyard versus a Boeing or versus, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, like I said, CFM or Rolls-Royce. You know, these these companies, um, the more that they open the doors for us, we are able to adapt to those changes. We are able to uh, uh, really attack whenever there's something going on, whenever there's an investigation. When we work together, we accomplish bigger and better things. And I think that that has been that strategic approach and, 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 and really be able to, um, uh, obtain measurable results. That I think has been the true essence of success for the FAA. Uh, um, uh, working with that revolving door and, and, and really just changing the culture from within i thought it was from the outside and honestly honestly to my personal opinion i think that now that i'm inside i think that you know when when we work with them we're able to to cross those challenges um and um and then rely on them because we got to have that hand-in-hand relationship in order to make this
0: Absolutely. I, I love that. I think it's a great analogy too. The more that they really open the door up for that type of collaboration, the greater that, that they benefit and the industry for that matter um, benefits. And, and what a credible resource uh, for all of the companies within aviation to benefit from increased interaction, increased um, Collaboration uh, with the FAA because you are involved in every area within aviation. So I think even better for those those types of companies out there, um, from the, the 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 drone companies to the crop dusters to the Boeing and Rolls Royces of the world, um, to really um, encourage and support you know that that collaboration as as much as possible. You've touched a little bit you know also on on safety and that that's really. At the end of the day, I think that's the core of so much of your work um, F- of the FAA and and really the organization's um, you know central purpose um, is to protect all of us out there, the general public, the flying public, and so I, I really love that. So. Would love, you know, if, if you don't mind to maybe, you know, speak about that a little bit, just how the organization as a whole really directly contributes to that safety, contributes, um, you know, to, to all of us out there that fly in public um, to uh, uh, enjoy uh, the industry in a very, very safe way. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about some of
1: those? Yeah. So, for example, you know, one of the things that, you know, that I have seen when it came to the the organizational structure, they started doing a lot of changes because they they. Change is inevitable, and then in one of the things that we did about, I think it was like four or five years ago, they did an internal leadership change, and it was all to make things better. Not that it were bad before, but they, they saw a, a different strategic approach, right within within aviation safety. So um, there's a, a thing that you know, there's a, a, a compliance philosophy that that they established, and then they they came about that interaction between the faa and the flying public to where it wasn't just about well you made a mistake and the first thing we're going to do is give you a violation and you're going to receive a civil penalty or you are going to receive a suspension or nevertheless revocation of your certificate you're talking about a a, an impact financially to large companies to a small mom and pop two or three employee right so either way you know, whether you have a 1000 employees versus three, you're still a certificate holder. So the FAA took a new, new approach to where we, we implemented a, a concept of um, compliance philosophy, meaning that we can work together. Let's see exactly how is it that we can control this situation or mitigate those risks. And then we're able to uh, provide you resources like training. Let me provide you with a different approach towards we can seek out, um other specialties um that we may not be aware of it but we have we have to be able to use interdependence so we can reach out to other professional entities um so then when we started doing that the certificate holders were like oh okay well these resources are available to us well then now i can make my product even more safer so that's the objective the objective is to to reach that next level of safety but it has to come within in um uh, from within the you know the organizations um working together with us now to add to that um you also have that you have to have that safety culture it has that now that's something that really comes from within within the company right because if you are the ceo of let's say american airlines what is the difference between the ceo from american airlines and the guy that just cleans with the broom every single day and cleans the bathroom. There's really no difference. The organizational structure, it's built that everybody has a purpose, right? And the objective is, is that whenever you are flying from, from Dallas, from, from Texas, or wherever you are, and then you are going to arrive here in Fort Lauderdale, You know that the FAA was involved in every single process, including pilot certifications, uh, uh, the airworthiness of the aircraft, that the ramp was controlled, and then the fuel was clean. And then all all of the elements that encompasses the operational control of the aircraft to be flying and operating in the NAS in a safe uh, way, you're going to have a peace of mind. That is the objective. That is exactly what we're trying to achieve every single day. And you're talking about all over the United States. I mean, you're talking about Puerto Rico, Alaska, Hawaii, all over. We we are trying to really work with other entities, you know, like EASA, like the Europeans, Canada, and and we're always achieving, we're always educating ourselves. And that's why we have um, bilateral agreements with other countries to where we're able to interchange that information so we can become better, to see how exactly, how can we improve us? the the united states doesn't have all the answers let's be realistic i mean but that's why when you start reaching out to other resources somebody else may have a different approach and that may work and then when by test and in trial and error you're able to accomplish those goals so all in all it starts with you it starts the day that you 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 start your your day in 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 the faa and 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 you say to yourself how am i going to impact safety today how I'm going to provide that level of of service, that level of professionalism in customer service to where I want to be able to learn what the issue is. I want to be able to, to provide you the highest level of resources so whenever you are going to put out a product to the flying public it's going to meet and exceed the manufacturer's recommendations
0: yeah very good i love that I, i i love the idea too that that the faa is so involved uh in all of those processes within the aviation industry but even you know within a single flight example as you shared that they're involved in everything from the pilot training to you know testing of the the fuel and just every every detail um that 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 makes up an important part of that flight And then you know to a greater extent the industry uh as a whole that the faa is is very much involved in that and so that's that's great to hear and it's great to hear that the faa has that type of culture that really supports and promotes that and and that you're part of a team of like-minded individuals that are all you know very devoted at the end of the day to to that focus upon safety and making sure that everything within that you know falls within that focus that's really nice to hear i I always love to ask, you know, and are we there yet question within the the podcast series and I feel like just with the flow of our conversation and nature of what we're discussing today, you know, it's it's very much related I think to this focus on safety and I think um this idea of collaboration between industry And the FAA, I'm sure. Like anything, and and I'm sure with you, uh, just because I feel like um, you know, I'm 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 really getting a a nice grasp of who you are and your character, which I really admire. So 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 I think everything is always improving. You know, it can always be better. Um, But in terms of kind of uh, this idea of are we there yet in terms of kind of full collaboration? within the industry, within all the companies, the Boeings, the crop dusters, the drone companies, everyone, the MRO companies, for example, are you seeing things over the last few years where you feel like that collaboration um, is, is happening even more so and that everyone is kind of working, you know, together within some of these, these common goals? You're seeing some positive things over the, the past few years that maybe echo some of what you're so passionate about? So look,
1: it, all in all, it's all about enhancing global leadership. Yeah, and if you want to be a leader, you also got to know when to follow, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 in that learning process, when you when you have the the ability to to you know to impact aviation at a, at a, at a safer and smarter approach, um, I think that that's one of the things that within the last I would say five years I have seen a significant change when it comes to you know that interaction and relationship um to where the culture it's changing it's evolving and 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 one of the, the the good things is that we're that i'm that i'm seeing personally is the fact that the faa it's even more involved with the flying public that we're we're reaching out we're doing outreach we're we're making sure that the people understand that we are public servants And that we want to provide clarity and we want to be transparent and we want to be able to say, this is exactly how things are. This is exactly the consequences of if you don't follow what the manufacturer is recommending or you're not following your own processes and procedures let's not focus on the negative but let's let's make sure that the aerospace system it's safer every single day but we have to do it together so for example i'll, I'll give you i'll give you a prime example you know the whole thing with the UAS is UAS is, is just a a global thing that, you know um force that just exploded in our face and and slowly but surely Part 107 started coming in and started evolving and it started adding more regulations. And and it's going to take some time to really control what's out there. Um, But at the same time, you know, it's it's, it's one of those things that we have to be able to have an open mind. If you're going to be a leader, which we are here in the United States as the administrator, you have to be able to have an open mind to say, you know what, let's learn from them. Let's bring them in. Let's see if they can provide us also those resources and understanding. And how does this work? How can we make it better? And you know what I've seen? I've seen more companies in South Florida coming to us to where, hey, we want to do things right. We want to go ahead and do these types of operations. Can you provide us some kind of, of, of guidance? And that's exactly what we do. We have a guidance and and, and that guidance really provides a platform to where they know The how to implement the who, the what, the where and how, make sure that they use that interdependence, critical thinking, and consistency, and making sure that they have effective controls to be able to um, mitigate those risks. That's where safety, that's where safety lies right there in that that nucleus where we're all working together for the same objective. And I think that if we continue that path and we continue that 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 mindset, right, we're able to accomplish. One level at a time. You're never going to be perfect. A- aviation is—it's—it's—it's a—it's it's a, it's a, it's a fast-moving target. But if if we just analyze how it works and how we nice the essence of change, then change. Once you accept it, then you're going to be able to respect it.
0: Very good. I think that's great. One thing recent in the news uh, that 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 I am really fascinated uh, about is um as you well know uh the the boeing uh just recently completed uh its final 747 uh and delivered uh to uh to uh an incredible client atlas air and, yeah. yeah and then and then the aircraft as i understand on its way to to theme uh, a leading mro company who will be maintaining uh the aircraft and just what an incredible milestone that that is i mean you can't help but just take a minute and just look back on the origin of the 747 and the story and just how I- incredible not only it is as an aircraft but just as as kind of a big part of our, our world today you know if you will i mean i understand that the 747 uh was really key uh to some of the uh, you know international relief operations throughout the world and bringing food and supplies to those in need and to, to countries um with with struggles and with things going on and so just in terms of kind of international relief efforts in terms of kind of the the world that we live in today Um, with with goods uh, being shipped internationally and, you know, at the speed uh, of air, for example, uh, Air Air Force One, you know, that kind of program, you know, and so there's a lot. And and for me, too, just sharing, I think the 747 has a special place in everyone's heart, not just individuals within aviation, because it kind of went along with with maybe certain memories or moments in our lives or first time that we saw, you know, a, a 747. And so I know, you know, I mentioned all of that because it's a big deal, um, I think, within aviation, but just even outside uh, of, of the industry. And I know that the FAA has been a big part of that entire program and even leading us up to today. Um, and I also think it's kind of cool to think about with the last one just being completed um that that we'll continue seeing 747s uh in the sky uh mm-hmm. for a long time um they have a pretty incredible life so was just curious that was something recent in the news i know it's a big part of the industry i know is a a big deal of course to to the faa and to you and just curious if you had any comment or insights on on that milestone kind of within the industry
1: <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't uh, go on. I just, I just remember something very important that I wanted to just just say. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm here because because of Cam Murphy. And 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 he, he was the one who who connected me to you. Hmm. And I'll tell you, I have to go ahead and congratulate uh uh Cam yeah. Murphy and his dad yeah. um and, and his in and the whole entire organization of him. I have seen uh the changes to where they have been able to adapt um because even through COVID um, they still uh, we're, we're maintaining atlas and polar and and these big airlines that transport so many things that 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 they're both for uh commercial and also military right so so they have an impact at every angle of of, of our everyday life and then when it, when when you come and you're and you're able to overcome those challenges and really the world in the in the world of aviation in itself, you're talking about making history, and and you have to be very very proud of that because let me tell you, you know, with this with these challenges that we live every single day, to keep up with that, uh, it's a challenge. And, and let me tell you, it's it, it really takes a unique entity for it to be on that level. So you know, uh, uh, if, if if listening, Cam, you know, congratulations. You know, you and your organization are, are going to make, continue to make history. And uh, I, I think that, you know, FEAM is going to continue to evolve. Um, and I'm super proud of them. I, I was, I was their principal maintenance inspector for four years. And I saw, I was very much involved with Atlas. And, and, and um, I, I was super happy to hear that, 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 uh,
0: Yes. Yeah, I was too. It was incredible. I, I remember. I think originally heard some news. You know, came coming out of Boeing, of course, and they had an incredible event, uh, where where they completed and and opened the big doors and, and unveiled just the the incredible uh, aircraft uh, that that will be the last manufactured seven four seven, and um, was was just incredible uh, milestone within the industry. But then the know that that was on its way to to theme uh, was was pretty special to me as well. And I think what a great example of an organization that I think um, aligns with so. Much many of, of your philosophies and and that devotion to safety and uh, to, to as you mentioned keeping things going uh, amidst different convi- um, you know conditions things happening not only within the industry but in in the world in general so I, I couldn't agree with you more just an incredible company and well deserving of, of really yeah. the, the honor uh, it's an to, honor to yeah. maintain you know that that last aircraft so that 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 will forever be a, a very special uh, aircraft and so uh, really appreciate that you know and, and some of your insights even on that special project and so i just you know i i want to share with you alex just just what a pleasure it is to have connected with you We've had a few conversations uh, It it's really been a, a lot of fun today to have the conversation um within the are we there yet series uh, but before we uh, you know wrap things up i'd love to provide you an opportunity if there's anything else that you want to convey to the industry or the audience out there would 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 love to provide you an opportunity to do that too and, and at the same time you know please uh, please if you would maybe direct individuals to where they can learn more um about uh, the the federal aviation administration because i I have kind of a feeling uh, that our conversation today may motivate <laughs> some younger individuals out there that might want to pursue a career mm-hmm. in, in FAA. And so I think you've maybe instilled, um, you know, that today within some of the members. So would you mind, you know, any 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 final thoughts that you might have? Or if you would, maybe direct some of those individuals to where they can learn more about being a part of of, of what I know is an incredible organization.
1: So, look, you know, I've always seen aviation as my... The air beneath, you know, beneath my wings. I've always seen it as that that horizon to where there, there's always going to be something bigger. Um, if I can leave something something to your list, you know, to your to your listeners, would be never give up. Um, the worst question is the one you don't ask, and the worst door is the one you don't you don't knock. Um, and, and I'll tell you this, you know, if, if people that are uh, out there that want to join the FAA, they could always apply in uh, www.usajobs.gov, um, create a profile. And um, there is opportunities all around the United States right now, actively right now, to where you could come in as an aviation safety inspector to become an airworthiness inspector, avionics inspector, or an ops inspector. Um, even for uh, administrative, there's opportunities all over the United States. Um, and, and one of the things that I always keep telling people is if you are right now a mechanic, you can be a supervisor. And if you are a supervisor, you could be a manager. If one person did it, why can't you? Just apply that BPE to every single platform. You could be in aviation, you could be a lawyer. I mean, you could be a nurse. Why can't you be a doctor, right? It, it, that, uh, that concept applies to anybody. Um, and, and I tell you one thing in regards to, you know, to, to follow up with the question is, you know, Just make sure that if you have done some kind of impact, make sure you document it because if it was never documented, it never happened. So that's one of the things that we are looking for. We're looking for professionals in the aviation field that are able to demonstrate to the administrator that they also want to make an impact, that they also have the desire to move forward, that they have become, they went from a mechanic to an inspector to inspector to a director. And those leaders are the ones that we want to be able to bring in into our culture so we can make a, a higher impact in aviation safety.
0: Very good, very good. I that that just a great way I think to, to recap so much of the thoughts and and just uh, I, I think some incredible motivating words of of encouragement for those out there uh, that would be interested in in working with the FAA and just really appreciate that appreciate to you uh, so much just sharing some insights into into really how the FAA really supports uh, the aviation industry uh, and at the end of the day really ensures for all of us um, that that we're flying safely and so really appreciate some of those insights into very specific how the FAA does that. And maybe most of all, uh, Alex, I, I really appreciate some of the stories uh, that that you shared with us today and your journey uh, from being an individual that was passionate about your work to walking in the front door of the FAA, uh, circling back and and now having served 10 years within the organization and uh, within a leading role uh, today within the FAA. So, so thank you uh, for everything today, but especially for sharing your journey and some of those stories. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm excited for our next conversation uh, already. This has been a lot of fun. So thank you.
1: Grant, thank you. Thank you. You and your staff and, and everybody that that's within your, you know, your your organization to give me, you know, giving me the opportunity to be here. And and hopefully we inspire one person out there. And if that person is listening right now, hey, you know what? There's nothing bigger in life than just make making sure that you provide clarity to that vision. And when you execute, you're going to see the rewards and the rewards will come. The rewards were come. So I think that that if we could leave that today, you know, then I did something right today. And I'm I'm super honored to have um, been here with you, Grant. Thank you again.
0: Thank you so much. Absolutely, I know you accomplished that, and and I know that uh, it, it it will be just one, and with one would be mission accomplished. But I'm sure there's going to be many out there that it will be very inspired uh, from your story today. So thank you so much uh, for that, Alex, uh, and uh, look forward to uh, our next conversation.
1: I look forward to. It. Thank you, Grant.